coming in hot. Time for another episode of Road Sodas. Welcome. That's the sound of the beer that I cracked off mic 30 seconds ago like a fool. And this is the sound of that I am cracking on site. Now, what if I take that sound and put it in when I made the mouth sound, and then the listener's very confused as to why we're bringing this up in the first place? Well, I like it. I like the old misdirection. Speaking of misdirection, I'm Mr. Direction, Ben Warden. And I am Mr. Mrs. Direction, Jimbo Shaw. And we're your hosts for this evening's or this morning's or whatever the, whatever time. It's evening for us. You'll have to, you'll have to reconcile that fact. Yeah. yeah d- dude, it's almost daylight time. But you can listen to this whenever you want. That's listen to it in the daylight. Uh, that hour that we gain. Yeah, I'll be a nice little little sliver for it. Actually, you won't. You won't get the shot. Sorry, sorry, yeah. listener. That's already happened. Enjoy your extra hour of sleep that Sunday morning. I hope you do. Yeah, it was nice, wasn't it? Oh, it was great. Well, I got something I want to bring up right up top. Okay. Now, the reason that a lot of these topical st- subject. The reason that a lot of these stories get told and remembered is because maybe we stumble upon more things that seems unlikely i think maybe we just kind of walk around looking at shit possibly more than than others that's yeah i think i think we're a couple of observant fucks when it comes down to it yeah and uh, you know occasionally especially more recently i kind of think like hey Uh, you know what i haven't done like an exceptionally weird borderline dangerous encounter with strangers in a while because i'm not a 23 year old drunk punk kid hanging out in like dilapidated warehouse parties anymore like that's just that's where i'm at and it's sort of like you know were those all great were they bad was it just nice to mix it up and some of these encounters much like in a video game sometimes it's a side quest and you get to join in other times it's just something that you ride by on your horse, yep. and, and you observe it, and you go, ha, that was fun. Today, I had the ladder, where it was, this was just... The even, old steed. Even in my my most daring times, I don't think there was a way for me to to join in on this one. All right. It uh, it happened organically? Is this, is this what we're talking about, or you just observed it? Uh, both. All right. So... You observed an organic, dangerous situation unfold. Yeah. Yes. And so what happened was, I, uh, I, I, I'll I take a walk around work from time to time. Do that. Do walk around work. I've got, uh, oh, I just turned up my mic volume. It was way the fuck down, which is uh, so whoopsie-daisy on my part. Walk around work. Ooh. So I'll take like a walk. Just, uh, you know, we I, I work... 45 second walk to the bay which is nice so i take advantage of that now is that a downhill or are you guys you guys at sea level oh we are filled in my man so we we're all landfill so it is barely above sea level in fact it's one of those like it's a good thing it never gets stormy because we would we'd be gone we would be 100 percent. the whole oakland airport would just wash away okay yeah There's been a couple of king tides in the past few months where I'm always just like, is this the one? Is this? That that sounds like a regional term. Could be. King tide? Yeah, that's the. Uh, like the old the old funnel action? Every the, few. The... 
No, I've, I've oh, I've only heard it used on the East Coast. I don't know if it actually occurs out here, but you know, not all high tides are the same actual height. Some are higher than others. Some are lower yeah, than that others. Bay same, of Fundy, man. Same thing with low tides. So yeah, who knows? Anyway, the area itself uh, has several sort of. It's basically a big office park. There's a lot of parking lot. There's a hotel, um, but in in this parking lot, especially now, even when everybody was was going to work like normal before COVID. The parking lot was at twenty percent capacity, like because the whole area is parking lots. It's it's there's just a fuck ton of them. They're prepared. that's still a lot of parking. Oh, they're prepared for a convention, and so without COVID, now it's like five percent capacity that's that's being used. Nice, yeah. And so you get a lot of you get surprisingly few people living in their vehicles. You get a couple of them right down on the water, but even then, they're only there during daylight hours. At nighttime, they they go off and park somewhere else. And so I kind of would expect more people to live, but, but nevertheless, there are several abandoned cars Fuck yes. in the parking lot that, that are just there all the time. And a couple of them seem in full working order. One of them is like 80% of it's a nice car. Like if you, it, if you walk down one, the driver's side, you're like, Hey, that's like a nice, I think it's a Lexus. Maybe it's like, Oh, that's, that's like a, a you know, it's all the panels match. Then you get to the other side and you see that the passenger side door has got a huge dent in it and it's and the front passenger side tire is flat and has been for months. So, I'm doing my normal walk. Got these a couple of, you know, a couple of hotel cars, a couple of abandoned cars, a couple of people at work. Just walking through. They're doing some construction around. There's some dump trucks. I'm walking around the hotel. It's the, it's the shorter walk to the water uh, and then I get to walk behind the hotel all along it's not as pretty there because there's the oakland airport fence but regardless it's a longer time spent near the water it's nice but this leads me around the pool the hotel pool which is fenced up although you can easily just reach over the fence and and unlock it from the inside i mean like that's how you do it you're not taking your hotel key card into the pool well that's not even a tall guy thing like anybody could do this it's so i'm walking by and I hear the distinct sound of aerosol cans clanking together in a bag. Fuck yes. That's that's a good sound. Yeah. And so as I get closer to the pool, I see that there the pool is closed and has been closed, but there's I mean there's water in it. Like it just says it's closed. It's mm-hmm. physically still accessible and still a working pool. Uh, and next to it's a little hot tub, which I don't think is heated currently because it's closed but that did not stop the three enterprising gentlemen from sitting in the hot tub fully clothed possibly overclothed because they were wearing long sleeve shirts and it was probably about it was high 80s today it was it was warm it was hot and they're sitting in the pool fully clothed sneakers on because one of them's kicked his legs up on the other side of the hot tub and they are just huffing aerosol cans and glue out of paper bags (laughs) I did not think it was going to make that turn. I thought they were going to be doing their own jets, like like sticking the cans underwater. And like, yeah, this is cool. Nope, they nope, were nope. just. just <laughs> I'm talking. Woo! Inhale. <sighs> yeah, I'm talking nine in the morning on a Wednesday. Just wow. Yeah, that's their, their car. Their car was parked diagonally, taking up like three parking spots next to the next, which. It's fine to take up a bunch of spots because there's a ton of them. It just it makes you as conspicuous as possible to have a car parked diagonally 
next to it. I mean, you're already just huffing paint in a hotel fucking hot tub in broad daylight. But I go and so that's that's on the way out from the walk, right? Mm-hmm. I come back. I, I I go out. There's a little jetty. I'll go out on the jetty. I'll sit on the jetty. I'll look out on the bay. It's nice. It's relaxing. There's a lot of people with dogs around. You can see. It's a really lovely. There's a lot of squirrels and fucking lizards and shit. It's great. Take my time walking back. By the time I get back to the hotel, I'm like, I want to see how these fellows are doing. They're gone, strangely as they arrived. Until I start making my way back towards work. Then I see their car is parked next to the Lexus with the flat tire. And the one dude is just cleaning it. Like, the outside of it. Not the in... Damn. Yeah, just cleaning it. And the other two dudes who are clearly soaking wet are just sitting inside the car, hanging out, just like you can see like the steam coming off of them because it's fucking hot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and the one guy's just like, and he's side-eyeing me the whole time because he's like, oh, it's the guy who saw us huffing glue. Like, I'm going to, I mean, I was wearing a Hawaiian shirt. I'm not going to do shit. I mean, I wouldn't anyway, but like, I don't even look like I'm going to do shit. Yeah, really. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, then I just went into work. I, I was actually, I was like, it's hot. I should crack my windows in the car. And then I was like, I don't want him to see. I was like, I don't want him to see what car I drive. <laughs> These fellas are a bit odd. <laughs> huh. Yeah. But, yeah, that was my morning. I just wanted to tell you about it. I just. Uh, well, thank you for that. That that was that was pretty intense. Yeah, it was one of those, like, cool. So weird shit can still happen. And I can just observe it and report back to everybody else later hell yeah yeah all right man i i did not have that interesting of a morning i must say no Mm, no no honestly i rolled over and the sun did not greet me as it usually does because it was raining this morning and i said fuck it i'm gonna drive to work i hate you environment and it paid off really did hell yeah well Uh, i have a i have a i have a slight secondary event that occurred at work I was walking by, completely in the building. I'm just walking from one section, the sort of the my workshop area, to the, the I think I was going to get a coffee or something. I look out to the outside, as one is wont to do when one works inside. Yeah. And outside is now, when we moved into this building, there was no hotel there. Now there's a hotel there that blocks the view to the to the bay. But I look out towards the, the hotel, and, and now it's like noon. And there is... Just a morbidly obese guy wearing nothing but gym shorts, smoking cigarettes next to a trash can. <laughs> Are you sure his obesity was morbid? Uh, you know, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I get what you're saying. He still looks pretty young. Definitely a young guy. Yeah. He, um, he can turn it around. I don't think it's morbid. I think when it's morbid, it's like, you're gonna die. Like... If you try to get healthy, you're gonna die. Like, yeah, it was kind of hard to get a fo- good photo from inside, but uh, well, you know, that's still some good journalism that that you did there. Yeah, and look, hey, it's fine to do most of those things. It's I'm not just, gonna yuck anybody's yum. It's the combination of them, and it was the barefoot part that really got me. Like, I love those people though. Just the yeah, I I didn't need well, shoes today. Then he pulled. Then he pulled his because. It's one thing, like, I, so I'd seen him come out of the hotel. So it's like, I would never just, like, mock a homeless person. This guy is staying at the hotel and just walked outside in his gym shorts. Fuck yeah. 
which like, but like barefoot, which he's just walking through the hotel barefoot, which, you know, there's probably, I doubt there's a specific hard rule against that, but it is odd. Right. And then he pulled his key card out to get back in the hotel. And I got to give the guy credit about five minutes later, I saw him walk back out front fully clothed, got into a car with a briefcase and drove off to a presumably business. Huh? Yeah. So damn, man. Yeah, it's had a slightly more uh, involved uh, involved day than I normally do. Normally, I don't encounter anybody, and today, yeah. today, I, I, you know, I, I again just observed. These were not active side quests that I could participate in. Yeah, but still, I mean, you. It was like you took a you took a couple of breaks and just went to Florida. It honestly reminded me a lot of like being like I got something to do in Florida. Like I've like I've gone to Florida for like a wedding. And, you know, a couple of other things like that. And it's always like you're just hanging out at like a standard ass or like a like this, the a budget hotel. And you're just like observing things. You're like, huh. Nice. There's two dudes fist fighting in the parking lot of that chain restaurant. Awesome. They had a disagreement over whose non-winning scratcher this was. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, but how you been, bud? I've been good. Yeah. Yeah, pretty good. Honestly, you know, it's uh it's it's kind of slow here and I guess that that's what just what the doctor ordered cuz I did some did some movie watching this past week. Ooh, I, what, yeah. what'd you see? Uh I saw a little film called Mile 22. What? <laughs> yeah. And uh honestly, you know, I I feel like I had heard about it before and uh the description I had heard was perfect. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> that described it to a T. It left some things out, but that's just because we didn't have the time. Yeah. Now, would you recommend the listeners watch that? Or is it sort of just enjoy the the discussion? Like, did you get any actual... I kind of told people to skip around in it, but would you... Is that fair, or do you think that... No, no, because the disjointed, you know, fucking <laughs> jump cuts to like a, a future interview, because you know you gotta have yeah. foreshadowing. Yeah. It's 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 like shooter when you know how shooter ends. <laughs> if you put if you put that deposition at the end of shooter, just interspersed throughout the movie, it's like, yeah. oh, okay, I all right, I see where this is fucking going. Yep. Uh, but yeah, trying to explain his mannerisms through uh, just any antisocial means. Man, I I meant to write down the rubber band thing. Uh, so yeah. so so Jimbo sent his his notes back when when he watched this, dear listener. Yeah, and I had a couple of bullet points. He commented on the rubber band. I'd 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 meant I I wrote it down as one of the things I wanted to mention. Part of his undiagnosed but constantly mentioned whatever's going on with his brain chemistry is that he wears a rubber band around his wrist that he's constantly snap like snapping against his wrist. Yeah. Whenever it gets too fast for you or, or whatever they say, uh, yeah. you just snap the rubber band. And, yeah. and so he does that a shitload. And I mean, he does it in the office, but he also does it in combat. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, you know, pick, pick your battles, man. Like pick quite literally, battles. quite literally, pick your battles. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. There was there was a bunch of like half-hearted shit in there too. 
but the whole movie like seriously was just a, a lead up to a punchline yeah to make fun of marky mark it was like they're really making this much fun of marky mark and then the guy is like say hello to your mother for me wait what'd he say wait what'd he say to me <laughs> yep and then the whole you've, you like you're like oh the climax already happened nope there's like a little quick mini climax right at the end well, I I did watch something else as well. What'd you watch? Uh, Throne of Fire, Il Trono de Foco. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Well, that, I mean, it got a great review. It did. And I don't know if it was better than the Lord of the Rings movie. I probably would not <laughs> say that. I think they had better special effects, A, uh, better, better resolution, I think, B, and C, See, this is, you know, this one kills me, but but better writing is what they needed. Look, it's an Italian sword and sorcery movie, and they make excellent use of, like, medieval buildings, Hell which yeah. which we don't have over here. So we either have to recreate or fucking go over, like, to Tunisia and get dysentery for all of our fucking actors. Yeah, but you just frame a shot correctly on the streets of Rome, and it looks like Rome. I mean, like, from... Back in the day, like it's exactly they just built a city around that shit, and we're like, just don't break it. Yeah. So the, I, I mean, the one thing I would say about all these Italian sword and sorcery movies that that I am reviewing and and will be continuing to be reviewing are better than their all Argentinian counterparts in that they I I like their scenery better. Uh, it's not oh, a whole yeah. lot of like shitty sets that were that were hastily constructed constructed in patagonia mm. all right but that's about it i mean their their acting sucks um you know usually they get it's like okay we need a white guy we need a guy with an english accent and then the rest are italians nice that's always the best and then it's like blonde haired italian it's like ah she might be english and it's like you see your name is like Siani. It's like okay, all right, never yep. mind. I got yep. it. Yep. I was talking with future guest of the pod, Johnny Paps. And, hey, uh, Johnny. He was. Uh, we were talking about how you know horror movies, and uh, you know the lo- the lovely Reagan is not into horror movies by any stretch. I just that's a, just a non-starter, which is fine. I just watch when she's about not like a- horror anthologies. Such the creep as? show. Pro- oh no, no, it's just yeah, <laughs> like hard no. No, yeah, it's a hard, hard no on that. Um, but not even like Creep Show Two. <laughs> John mentioned he's been into some uh, Italian, some like old Italian sort of camp horror movies by uh, somebody Argento, which Reagan believes is Asia Argento's dad. Uh, nice. So she was like, "I'd watch like a campy Italian horror movie because you know she." speaks the language and i'll just put it on subtitles and try to learn some more italian and I, the, I was like, All the right, way this- language works yeah a lot of these movies that that we've we've talked about like qualify as italian horror yeah so sword and sorcery is just not it's yeah. not a genre so there's a chance that uh you know come next come next episode i might have a bunch of reviews of italian <laughs> horror films even though the listener will be listening to this in mid-november by then oh good for you yeah Speaking of horror movies, just watched Hereditary for the first time, right before this. Was it Hereditary? I think I'm the first in my family to do it, so 
No. And I don't plan on, I mean, I'm not having kids. So I think it begins and ends with me. I think okay. I, <laughs> yeah. Congratulations. And I, I, not, yeah. And again, not even my wife is going to watch that movie. So it's, I am, a, I am, I'm an island. But have you seen that film? I have not. I enjoyed it. How many Rolling Rock bottle caps would you give that film? On a scale of 10 Rolling Rock bottle caps, I would give it nine Rolling Rock bottle caps. Now, ah. admittedly, uh, I, I have, I have, you know, the reason I hadn't seen it before was because it came out, you know, not long before I started dating Reagan, and it was one of those, it was, I'm not a huge horror fan. I do like some of the old campy stuff because it's fun. But, uh, yeah, it was one of those, if she doesn't want to watch them, I'm not going to force her, obviously. And then it was sort of, in my free time, I, you know, I tend to either do woodworking or... Yeah, I, know, I got you. Play video yeah. games or smack off. And so Look, it man. was never high on the list, but I was like, there's there's a few. I've, I've built up this watch list of, of like, some horror movies I've... I've I do want to check out, and that that was on there. And uh, so, yeah, so admittedly, out of the game, but I really enjoyed it. And I, I think that's the dude who did mid, Midsommar, you know, Midsummer, but with an O, and uh, for us Mid-Atlantic folk. And I want to check that one out, too. All right. All right, yeah. Um, I did watch one other movie. Go on. This week. You had a big week. Well, it was it was part of of this you know this current episode's topic, and I I don't know if this is a a great segue into it, but the guy who reviewed all those movies that I talked about last week has has like this Venn diagram that kind of overlaps with another reviewer that was really really big in the early two thousands who also reviewed a bunch of Italian sword and sorcery movies, the one that they overlapped for. Uh, it was called Blade Master. That sounds so generic that I feel like, like well, when you first said it, I was like, I've seen that, there, but but I haven't. I'm just confusing like Beastmaster. There's, no, there's and a, there's a bunch of Blade Master movies. Blade That's Runner. The thing. That's the thing is there's a bunch of Blade Master movies. Let me let me and, Google. Let me Google. Maybe I have seen it. Okay, so it was a it was a mystery science theater episode. Uh, oh, then maybe titled, I have titled Cave Dwellers. That's one of its alternate English titles, the other being Blade Master. But it is, in Italian, it's Ator 2, L'Invincible Orion, uh, which is the sequel to Ator, L'Invincible. Damn, I gotta say that they need to work on their search engine optimization. Their SEO is dog shit for Blade Masters. I'm, well, getting, I'm getting a barber shop. Oh, it's it's doing it's doing the localized search because you let it know your no, lo, location. And then, well, no. Then after that, I'm getting uh, blademaster dot com, <laughs> which is is a sword website. <laughs> yep. And I then agree. I, and I then after that. that, it's all hits for what appears to be World of Warcraft, I believe. Okay, so so you remember the <laughs> Throne of Fire movie that I was talking about? How could I forget? Yeah, that guy the Throne of Difwelka. So we'll call the guy from last week Joker, and we'll call the guy from this week Temujin. Joker two, Temujin. We'll call him. Yeah. Um. So Joker gave Throne of Fire ten out of ten. Temujin gave it seven out of ten. Ooh. One, one they both agreed on though was Blade Master. 
Both gave it 10 out of 10 on IMDb. However, at the end of their reviews, Joker gave it 7 over 10. And Temujin gave it 4 over 5. Which, <laughs> thanks guys. Thanks for confusing. It was like, well, 100% at the top for the and 70% at the bottom. And then 100% at the top and 80% at the bottom. Look, I, I talked to myself out of it. Yeah, and not just 10 out of 10 at the top, but then to change scaling systems. Well, all right, so of the movies Joker reviewed, which there are 13, uh, this was the second worst on IMDb as far as rating goes, with a 2.3. The worst was Star Wars Christmas Special, which has a 2.1. What, what, did, he ra- what did he rate that? What did he rate that? Nine rate that? out of 10. He gave it one off. He... <laughs> He gave it an A, but not what, an A plus. What was his one? What was his one point of contention? I I I read the full article, but I don't know it verbatim. All I know is it it makes reference to Boba Fett's dark origins because that was the first appearance of Boba Fett. It was the Christmas special between between one and two? I mean, it was. That's that's accurate. Um, <laughs> yeah. for the listener. If you haven't seen the Star Wars Christmas special, go watch it. Don't watch it. Go watch it. Don't watch it. No, do not listen to my better half. Go (laughs) watch it. For the love of God. It's don't ruin I think it comes everything in everything you knew Star it, Wars was. It comes in at a tight hour, I think, because it was a t- made you know it was made for TV, and I believe that the the most common rip you're going to find it's all so all the copies of it were allegedly bought by george lucas but they are gone and so you're going to find like a literal vhs copy of it that someone has uploaded which means you're going to get local commercials and i want to say the ones that uh the most common upload of it is from sandusky ohio and you're going to get a bunch of like tire commercials (laughs) from sandusky ohio callahan auto parts but it's basically I mean, if you want to see Harrison Ford not trying at all, if you want to see Carrie Fisher absolutely yacked out of her mind, if you want to see a, a an old, bad Wookiee costume playing, I forget if it's, I think it's the grandpa, or it's the grandpa or the uncle role, but he's just straight up watching porn. Mm-hmm. Like, human porn. On TV, on a TV, like... They played that on TV, and he's watching it on TV, within the TV, but yeah, it's just it's porn. A, it's, it's fake porn. Yeah. It's weird. Um, well, I mean, the Wookiee family, I only knew from the, the Wookiee storybook. Uh, I, I only later found out about the Star Wars special, holiday special from 1978, uh, at, you know, once I was an adult. So I vividly remember you showing me that book, because that was... It's a good book. Yeah. So Jimbo's got a book. Well, you got that as a as a little kid, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know who uh, decides what's canon or not, but this this doesn't feel like it's canon. Well, it's definitely not now post Disney purchase because they decided that everything outside of the films was not canon, which sucks for all the people that that was their you know whole life was writing the stuff that Lucasfilms said was canonical. But yeah. that's probably like four dorks who live in Marin, and they're probably very wealthy. But yeah, but those Clone Wars shows—I mean, there was a lot there. Yeah, I mean, they may have kept—they may have kept the like all visual 
media. media. I'm not sure, but they definitely like dumped the books. They're like fuck the books, which means that the delightful what was what was the main storyline of of the book you had? It was so it was like a Thanksgiving feast. Okay, uh, I knew it was that, it, that wait, they is, were having. Is it wow? What are they celebrating in the Christmas special? It's like it's not Earth Day because they're not on Earth, but it's, it's like. Christmas. No, it's something different. Like the, <laughs> it's Christmas. No, the humans are celebrating Christmas. It's Christmas. The Wookiees are celebrating something else. Look, man, I don't remember. I only called, saw like, it free- once because it's largely unwatchable. <laughs> it's called. Well, they do bust out in a song a few times, but it's called uh, like Freedom Day or something. A but yeah, few so, times. So, yeah. <laughs> Annoyingly. Yeah. So, so they, they have times. Thanksgiving on the Wookiee planet. Well, I think it's. Uh, Chewbacca coming back and and his wife Nala yeah wants to prepare a feast and um Lumpy is is Chewbacca and Nala's son and he's trying to gather some some of Chewbacca's favorite berries that grow close to the swamp of Kashyyyk that they live in and sure enough it's dangerous down there and and Lumpy gets all fucking lost but like who saves the day in this one? It's fucking Han Solo using the force. And I think this is why it's not canon because Han Solo doesn't doesn't have the force. He's just a fucking gambler that had a ship that could get him out of there. And like, he f- that's that's his whole role in in the story. And like he ends up banging Leia, sure. And and making Kylo Ren, whatever. I'm picturing them adding in other superpowers, like he can sling webs, and he also like flies a helicopter. Well, <laughs> Has like I a mean, cool black friend who drives a Corvette. They only come in at like page eighteen of page twenty of twenty four <laughs> pages, so like you know, it's still a kid's book. It's that Act Three reveal, yeah, that Han Solo uses the Force to sense that Lumpy is in distress. It was like, hey, my co-pilots kid is feeling distress i know this through I literally this. magic yeah mm-hmm. my, my midichlorians <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so blade master tell me about it uh this guy temujin he he loved it gotta say like I said, they both gave it 10 out of 10, but then later changed their minds mid-review and decided that, nah, nah, it was more like a 7 out of 10 or a 4 out of 5. But his, in all lowercase title for this review, June 23rd, 2020, incredible. Two exclamation points. <laughs> Expectacular The A-Tours Second Part. Directed rapidly by Joe D'Amato, specialist in all kinds of subkinds, in parentheses, subgenres of exploitation, and interpreted again by Miles O'Keefe. The budget of the movie Debio, or be Desiree to minimal, in spite of not being a better movie of his ancestora, not Ma's entertained. Ator 2 either, it has something. Something that makes it entertaining. His introduction, you prop it, explains Ator's origin to us with images of the first part. The script is incredible. It is like any comic book of the brilliant Roy Thomas. Has so fantastic elements inside the world of sword and such fantasy 
as invisible men, black gentlemen, cannibals, monkeys. The role of the villain is this one interpreted brilliant. The final is struggle very well. Lacking muzz, violence, and blood, but this one well. Never it become boring. It has everything that was lacking in Ator 1. Be charmed with To My Me. Whoa. So hang on. Did he say that black gentlemen were featured and is therefore a highlight of the film? Uh, so it... I don't know if he was referring to it, but it, the sentence was, has so fantastic elements inside DL, which is D-L-E, world of sword, all caps, and such fantasy, all caps, as invisible men, black gentlemen, cannibals, <laughs> monkeys. <laughs> I mean... We haven't seen this, but like, is Black Gentleman capitalized? Like, is like, is it a no. is it an organization within the film, uh-uh. within the storyline? Fuck. That's so the, so really the black, weird. The Black Gentleman to- that he's referring to is the. I'm not going to call him a shadowy cabal because they're not shadowy. They're very overt in the movie, but they're a cabal nonetheless that that control this world, and the the Blade Master is trying to overthrow. Okay. Ator. Yeah. They wear a lot of makeup. Now, I, I I hopped on the IMDb on this as well. I'm under the trivia section, which is usually Good. one of my f- favorite spots to hit up on the old IMDb. Have you looked at this yet? No. Let me no, walk you because through Because you, you know how much research I do, which is none. I'll say, I'll say that I did some, but yeah. I didn't. Well, you watched the movie, right? I watched the Mystery Science Theater of it. That counts. Now, let me tell you about the trivia. It's, the review started off with the word expectacular. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to I'm going to skip the first one because it's boring. Basically, the first one is just that the director wanted to make a movie that ripped off Conan the Barbarian is effectively what it's saying. Well, that's what they did with the first one. Ator one. Ah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That is what it says there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ator. A- oh, I'm sorry. Lin- I'm sorry. This is Ator two. Linvincible Orion. I miss I, I, I misread that the, 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 then this this is worth mentioning then. So Ator one was made in response to Conan the Barbarian. This one was made in response to Conan the Destroyer, the sequel to Conan the Barbarian. Yeah, but it used borrowed footage from another movie. It which did. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say whether or not that's good, as long as it didn't borrow footage from a movie in this series. That it seems is a to good be, movie. It seems to be very important to these reviewers. Mm-hmm. But the second thing that it says, second trivia, uh, I'll, I'll just read it. According to director Joe D'Amato... The film was shot in two weeks without a script. Miles O'Keefe was contracted to star in a certain number of films for D'Amato, leaving very little time to write a script. So it's very funny that the the reviewer specifically mentioned that the script is amazing because there was no script. They Yes. Yeah, kind of figured it out as they went. Do you know Joe D'Amato's real name? No. It's Aristide Messicesi. That sounds I mean, the first name sounds Greek. Yeah, well, there's some Greek Italians out there. Holy but... shit, he Oh, he's dead. I was going to say holy shit, he's old, but he's just dead. <laughs> yep. Miles O'Keefe is uh that's that's an American guy though. Oh yeah? Let's let's yeah. get a look at Miles O'Keefe. So so I tried to emphasize the all caps parts of of that review. I could tell and... you were doing something with the inflection. I think I think it I think it reads reads accurately. Well, it's important because this guy has such a poor command of the English language that you you know 
he uses exclamation points a lot, but poor punctuation. So you gotta you gotta enunciate the them all caps like Joe D'Amato and Miles O'Keefe. Yeah. So in the meantime, while you look up some quick facts, I'm gonna give you this one other why, review that this, this guy did. This whole thing's nuts, dude. Yeah, do a little bit of research. So his review for Underworld, Temujin, in 2003, one out of ten, and IMDb has has Underworld at 7.0. So his title is boring, boring, boring. Dot dot bad movie. <laughs> Four out of fifteen users found that review helpful. Uh, it says Underworld is one movie that it defrauds. It is inferior to Blade, Blade 2, Interview with a Vampire, Dracula, and Similars. And like not, the action is quite bad in comparison to its predecessor, Matrix. The special effects are worthy of the 80s, but so even, everything leaves much to be desired. The vampires are not current, are inferior to everything, very badly, very badly, a lost one of time, to only see once in your life. You said this was for Underworld? Yep. It's predecessor Matrix. Yeah. And when did <laughs> when was this review left? 2003. Okay, so right when it, for some reason I thought you said 2010 and I was like, "All right, well Blade 3 was definitely out." No, at it that was point. 1 out of 10 was was the the stars uh, they gave. Okay. I knew I heard 10. Yeah. Well, I mean, its review on the website is is 7.0. So he had a problem with Kate Beckinsale in a bunch of leather because no, that's no. derivative of uh, what's her face in the Matrix, Carrie Ann Moss. Look at look at the big brain on Jimbo. Uh, well, I mean, she was in she was in a lot of movies of our formative years. Like I was Memento. trying to think of the character name, which I'm also ashamed that I Trinity Trinity. Mm. We got there. Yeah, <laughs> you should have just asked me for that. I had it. But it's one of those things. If I just talk for thirty <laughs> seconds, it'll come to me. There's, there's, there's a, there's. Uh, so you're not talking to just anybody here, man. Well, after leaving the warehouse, I, you know, at a precipitous drop in my ability to just recall all. Yeah, you can't just make Buffalo Bill references in fucking public. I mean, I was, you know, working working in the, in in the department we worked in at that time. That was that was the show. That was the big time for referencing. Movies, music, shows, everything. You had to know all of it. I mean, you didn't have to, but it was more fun to do that. And and, and everybody got to just, you know, box and spar with their, in a friendly manner. It was never competitive, but just, you could reference all sorts of bullshit. It was like, whoa, nice. And then after that, I'm just out hanging out with, I guess, productive members of society who don't just spend all their time watching bad movies from the 80s. And suddenly... You know, it's like, wait, was 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 Bowie in the Postman or Waterworld? Is is the Postman? I, I that one I know. I was just giving an example. Was he Labyrinth? Was he Dark Crystal? Uh, love, love Bowie Fuck. in those movies. That was me. That was a good. Yeah, again, that was just wrong. What I just said. I'm thinking. Of, what I meant to say was Tom Petty, not David Bowie at all. Tom Petty's in the Postman. I don't think David Bowie's in the Postman. That'd be fucking weird. I don't think he is either. What am I doing over here, man? I think he's in Labyrinth, though. He's featured prominently in Labyrinth. Well, <laughs> he's the Labyrinth. If you if you have one takeaway from this episode, dear listener, it's watch Labyrinth again. Yeah. If and if you know it, 
You know it's good. If you haven't seen it, fucking watch it. Yeah, spread it on. Uh, well, I got one more review from this guy. Do it! And this was another mystery science theater movie. Uh, fucking shocker. But that's that's largely my wheelhouse. Ooh, hello. And this one is Escape from the Bronx, 1983. Uh, it's Italian name Fuga dal Bronx, which is the sequel to 1990. Iguirieri del Bronx. Or Gurrieri. Gurrieri. Now, as someone who is learning Italian, I'm going to go ahead and say that what you say when someone says that is... Uh, Fuga, Fuga del Bronx. You say, Cosa significa... Fuga del Bronx. You say, Cosa significa whatever you just said, because I don't know what the fuck it means. And that's how you ask... Cosa significa? That's how you ask what something means. <laughs> Cosa significa? I mean, let's go with that. That's that's how Tommy from South Boston says it. Oh, yeah, I was down there in uh, fucking the North End. I was trying to talk to some folks. I was like, hey, of course, I significant. I'm trying to get myself a... Uh, yeah. You guys... I'm trying to get a pie from a genus pizza. Is it a left or a right? What's, what's, uh, the... what's, what's the, the thing with the, the thing and the thing? You Come on, you Knights of Columbus. You know what I'm talking about. Ah, the departed. Well, remember how he says the N-word in the opening monologue of the departed? You're not allowed to do that anymore. That's nuts that that happened. (laughs) Well, he snuck it in there, man. I mean, it's the opening log. (laughs) The movie opens, and there's no, like, not that it would be, uh, anyway, that, that thing's been done to death on other podcasts, but... Not that it'd be fine to do that anyway, but, like, it'd be one thing if it were about, like, the Irish mob versus, like, a black mob. But, like, there are, like, two black people in the whole movie. One of them being Anthony Anderson. Yeah. A, a national treasure. Compton's yes. finest. Mm-hmm. And the title of this review... More Bronx! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> ten out of ten. Hell Yeah! Love the positivity on this guy. Mm-hmm. Now, did he stick with 10 out of 10? Or, no, don't tell me. Don't tell me. Get to the end. We'll find out together. I'm sure you've already read it. Impress your sequel of 1990 Bronx or Impress your sequel of 1990 Warriors of the Bronx with more Prusesto, more faces known about Italian cinema more action, more special effects, more Bronx. Mark Gregory, again, in Trash's role. Here, Moss, incredible, that never kills, destroys, avoids bullets and trucks, climbs destroyed floors, flats, destroys a van in thousand pieces with five shots of a pistol. Impressive! And great amusement in only 90 minutes. Henry Silva is the villain Malissimo. And in spite of his short performance, his role very important and impressive. Giancarlo Preet does the role that goes the typical anti-hero, interpretando with genius to the teacher of his own son, also son in the movie. It is interesting to see Paolo Malco in his short appearance and unexpected and incredible final death. Everything in the movie is action and action, shots and explosions. It 
if to the style of Enzo Castellari, that is to say to Italian exploitation, very superior to first one. So this guy's Italian. Yes. Like at first, uh, from the first one, I was like, I don't know, but he said interpretando. <laughs> That's what gives it away. Well, he should have known better because literally last night I learned what the suffix ando means. So I got his ass now. Cheers to you. <laughs> it means he's uh, it's uh, it's a progressive verb, which means he's interpreting. Well, he he conjugates the, the verb to act or, or he sees that he translates that into English as interpret because Mike O'Keefe in Blade Master was was interpreting the role of Ator. And of did Ator, I hear, sorry. Did I hear Moss a few times? So he said instead of was, I get he turned the W upside down, the lowercase W. So so th- every time he wants to say was, it's Moz. Okay, well now now I'm confused again. Now I don't know if this person's Italian cuz when I first heard Moss, I just assumed Spanish speaking. And they just threw in the word more. And and Temujin, he, he did review he did review some uh some Spanish movies. Sure. So now I'm wondering if he He also reviewed Scary Movie too. Now I'm thinking and now I'm wondering, and what a weird one of the scary movies to review. So much better than the previous part. Yeah. <laughs> was what? the title. Hell yes. Uh but now I'm wondering if it's a person who grew up using a different alphabet, like I Cyrillic or think so. somewhere in the I Asian do. continent, which, you know, any of the, you know, Japanese, Chinese, India, uh, Khmer, all those languages, right. any, any non, any other alphabet. Uh, Fuck Greek. Who the, you know, <laughs> whatever, yeah. whatever you want. But well, uh, because he loves that's the sword and sorcery, man. And then, and then, because that they would—I mean, since they're non-American, that means they probably know multiple languages. And so, because uh, that because that's an odd typo to make if you're familiar with the alphabet, which you know all Western Europeans are. So I also know this movie well, uh, Escape from the Bronx, and it was filmed in the Bronx because guess what? In the early '80s. It basically cost nothing. You had to go to an abandoned, burned-out building to film in the Bronx. So you fly, like, an Italian film crew and four actors over and just hire a bunch of high school extras and put them in, like, silver suits. Have one guy in a jacket beat the shit out of him. Because he used to be shirtless in the last movie, but the director and I think the actor were so ashamed that they decided to wear a leather jacket. Yeah. Is he wearing a shirt under that leather jacket? It's like a tattered shirt. But apparently after this movie, Mark Gregory like kind of dropped off the face of the planet. I, he has an Italian name. It's, it's probably like Marco Giorgio. Marco Di Gregory. Yeah. Well, uh, Gregory. You know. Di Gregorio. <laughs> Gre- Gre- Gregorio. Clearly my accent is coming along swimmingly. Yeah, what do you have? One of them northern Italian accents? One of those northwesterns? I'm like the uh, the dude from Inglorious Bastards who gets shot in the face by the Nazi for uh, letting his accent slip. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm from the Italian German border. 
you're you're like Donnie. It's like oh no, I don't speak Italian. <laughs> like I said, third best. Yeah, well, that's me with German. Third best. Uh, does Esperanto count? Does anybody speak that? Because <laughs> I feel like I feel like I could I could communicate to somebody in Esperanto. You're kidding, right? Yes. Okay, because. <laughs> You've got a lot of facets to you, you know? You're a, you're an interesting guy, and I would not be surprised if, like, as a bit, you learned... I learned Esperanto no, just to fuck with you, yeah. Not Esper- not the whole thing, but, like, a handful of langu- like a handful of lines. Like, you could, like, just say a, a few things. Well, it's an engineered language. I mean... For they- those under the age of 50 who don't know what Esperanto is, <laughs> Jimbo... <laughs> It's an engineered language. It borrows uh, vocabulary and and sentence structure from from different languages to make it easier to learn. And that was the whole point of it. The idea is that you know you can learn it, and maybe one one you know tenth, one one hundredth of the time it takes to kind of master another language. Yeah, I think when they rolled it out, the idea was everybody would learn Esperanto as their second language. That way, it would be the language of business. That yeah, that way everybody could communicate, but you could hang on to your native language uh, for all the nuance that you know a fully developed language has. Because apparently nobody read 1984. Yep, they just skipped that entire book mm-hmm. and just were like, no, 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 You're having like one, yeah. having one common language that's very simplified and stripped down and efficient is a good thing. Just completely missed. That not famous book, 1984. It was a Van Halen album, Dick. I thought it was a Taylor Swift album. Oh, oh, yeah. Hey. I still got it. You gonna? Punch I've been me out there? of the warehouse for punch, a bit, but I still punch, got it. Punching me there. Wow. <laughs> uh, so that's yeah. that's all I have on the movie front. Honestly, it was two Italian movies and. Hey, Underworld was boring, 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 bad movie. <laughs> well, I gotta disagree with uh with our boy was it Timoteo? Timogen? Temogen. Temogen. Yes. Gotta mm-hmm. disagree with him on on uh I enjoyed Underworld. I mean it was stupid, but it's fun. The vampires are weak to everything. <laughs> I, I don't even know how to begin to address that. They fight werewolves. Like Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, uh, yeah. it's hard for me to go against, like, a Kate Beckinsale like that. I think that's my favorite role of hers. You didn't like Click? I never saw Click, although I hear it's actually, like, fairly dark at times. Eat a, eat a dick, yeah, it is. It's like, a, it's like a shockingly dark movie, from what I've been told. Well, I mean, Adam Sandler's still, like, Punches David Hasselhoff and farts in his face. Um, All right, while while it's on pause, but yeah, it's you know it gets dark for a movie that does that to David Hasselhoff. Okay, if you get the levels that I'm trying to put yeah. in here. So after I'd been working at Blockbuster for a bit, I was talking with uh, the guy who had the the marquee fall on him. Who we're probably going to get as a guest on here at some point. I, I, he, he reached out about Marquee that. guy. Yeah, we'll we'll see if he wants to give himself a name then, or if he'll just remain anonymous and the listener can put two and two together. Marquise. Whoa. <laughs> but uh, 
I was talking to him, and he was like, man, have you seen Click? That movie's fucking dope. And I was just like, he, he he's the guy, he fucks with you, you know? Like, he's, you know, he fucks around. And so I was like, all right, you know, got to see if he's if, if he's being serious, because he also gives great recommendations when he's being serious. But I was like, I, I haven't seen it. What's it about? He then gave me at least three probably three to five minute long descriptions of 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 a movie and would not tell me which one was the real one but they all sounded like believable adam sandler <laughs> films <laughs> and all of them had like a fairly dark twist at one point but it was one of those like i mean this gentleman's very good at like freestyle rapping like he's very quick on his feet and so i don't know if he had them pre-planned or what but he just was like boom here's three possible adam sandler projects involving a magical remote because i know you don't know dick about the movie so here it is and uh honestly they all sounded within the realm of stupid possibility damn man yeah he's the king that's wild yeah but uh, that'll do it for this week. Uh, we we got we got maybe time for a segment if you got one. Um, yeah, I'm gonna send you a quick text message while okay. I describe this game that we are about to play, and it is called Find the Error. And what it is is I'm sending Ben an image that I took while I was at work. And I found it so stupid that they would do this during Latino Heritage Month to honor Latino heritage by sending this erroneous shit in their elevator lobbies where <laughs> basically everybody has to go. Like, this this flashes up in front of everybody when they're waiting for an elevator. And so I just want Ben to see if he can spot the error. Okay, message spot just the error message just came in would you like me to read it or yeah, yeah absolutely okay. oh wait oh yeah i already caught the error <laughs> good good yeah go ahead and read it and then buzz it when you see it okay well it's an it's an instant buzz um <laughs> so a couple of things uh, is Ellen Ochoa, I'm going to guess his last name. Ochoa. Ochoa. Please. I, I don't Ochoa. Fucking, I don't know. <laughs> 19, and this is 1958 to present. Yes, she's still alive. Ellen Ochoa was born on May 10th, 2958 in Los Angeles. She is Angeles, a time traveler. <laughs> in Los she Angeles, California. travels through time. <laughs> you don't have to continue because no, it I see another one. I know you do. Ochoa graduated with a bachelor's in of science in physics from San Diego State University. Correct. In of come yes. on. Yeah, I know. I know. I've sent better drunken emails than this. Yes. Yes, you have. And they're amazing. And this this is pure shit. Uh well, I we we'll play this one again. Because I have another picture that followed this one, also for Latino Heritage Month, which it isn't right now. But it was. It was from September 15th to October 15th, that weird half month and that other weird half month. I like that. (laughs) 
Yeah, that'll do us. I'm a twentieth to tenth man. <laughs> that'll that'll do it for this week's episode. Thanks for joining us. If you want to reach out, uh, you can send an email to roadsodaspod at gmail dot com or follow us on Instagram at roadsodaspod, uh, where we've recently made friends with long live John Taylor. I don't know if you've seen that champion's account, but he yes he he started following and commented after the post we did on pork roll. And, uh, my God, it's just a dude who just is a whole Instagram account promoting pork roll. And he just well, like Taylor specifically, he had not heard of Lancaster. He had. Yeah. Yeah. But like, well, so he says, thank, John, thank you, dad, for, for bringing Lancaster into the home, that bargain basement pork roll. But he also says it's like honoring John Taylor's creation. So he's aware that it's out there by, you know, in several, by a bunch of brands. But like, oh yeah, Case. Case is a popular pays one. Pays homage to the, to the, to the champion. But yeah. Well, we got, we got some posts coming your way, bro. Big time. Yeah. So give us, a, give us a follow. We got some stupid stuff on there that's, you know, might be fun. There's definitely going to be some, some silly pictures of us coming up, you know, just as we continue to tell tales and reference films. And, uh, yeah, we can go ahead and tease that we'll be having some guests pretty soon. I believe we will. Yeah. <laughs> Don't just take my word for it. Take Jimbo's as he takes us out with some classic advice, perhaps uh, a brief story that you can sort of find, like a fortune cookie, a little a little piece to, to take with you after the episode and, and ruminate on and, and think about. Go ahead and hit him with him, Jimbo. No. Mm-mm. Beautiful. And as we say every week, go fuck yourself. God fuck us, everyone. Everyone.